Just how organized is Canadian comedy after all? And is there such a thing as a mayor of Canadian comedy? We're going to find out tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, Canada. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast on Global News Radio Online. Uh, Tonight, we have a very special uh, returning friend of the show. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Sandra Badalini, welcome back. How's it going? And we have a first-timer in studio with us. First time on the show, Matt Kelly. Thanks, guys. Director Matt Kelly. Thank you. I can't Uh, hear my... uh... You can't hear your cans? No. But it's okay if you can. I'll just take them off. <laughs> I can hear. It. Yeah, that's take fine. off your cans, Sandra. Take, take off, off your cans, cans Sandra. <laughs> oh my God, me too. So I want to give our audience. Uh, there's a new documentary that's coming out called yep. "The Mayor of Comedy," mm-hmm. and yourself and Matt Kelly here teamed up on this project. And I, I want it because you haven't been back to this show, and it's been quite a while. It's been yeah. about a year and a half or so. We Since we just to- started talking about the, uh, actually, it was maybe a little while after I wrote the letter to. The Prime Minister Trudeau before that's that's what's which is what sparked everything and that's what I want to get into so last time you joined us on the show you were on a panel and you you later went on to to form CASC which is the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians but the whole thing how did the whole thing start for our audience who didn't tune in back then so much stuff has happened since back then this whole thing has blown up it's a movement yeah an actual movement and this year in comedy and we're going to touch on this in Canadian comedy we actually saw the industry for I think maybe the first time ever, band together yeah. as one full force on something. So yeah. taking us back before the association was started, and we'll get into what actually that's all about. How did this whole thing start for you? So what was this Trudeau letter back then all about? Yeah, um, so I decided to write a letter to the Prime Minister because uh, there were these ongoing issues that I had been hearing about and talking about with other comedians since I started doing comedy. And I, it was just... It just like everywhere I looked, I was like, something really stinks. Something is not right here. Like, you know, I, I there's a lot of lies. Like, I, I believe in like, I don't believe in good or bad or right or wrong. I believe in truth and lies. And when I started to look at everything around me, I was like, this is, something really doesn't add up here. A lot of things don't add up. And there was a couple of things like personally that had happened. I couldn't get headline. I couldn't, like none of the clubs would headline me. Um, and then I, we had a, I had a, a web series that was greenlit by the CBC and yeah. then five months later they were like no we're not doing this anymore and I just was mad I was angry I still I, you know I, I still have quite a bit of anger it turns out um, but, uh, <laughs> that's so good I that makes this for good letter. radio yeah. what's that it makes for good radio yeah so I wrote this letter and then again like and of course like it took me months to write it um, because I wanted to make sure that you know what I was saying was true that I had backed up what I was you know putting out there and that you know I was obviously very nervous about how the community would respond but when I when I put it out there it just went like it just would you know gained momentum and people were sharing it and you know a lot of people were like finally yes this is exactly what you know we've been talking about for years and then it was recommended um that we form an association and it, and it was like we had a panel here with Sandra Carusi I guess it's two and a half years ago yeah, now yeah and so you know we started to talk about um you know 
what what were the next steps, what we would need to do. And, you know, of course, it was recommended to form an association so that we don't like it wouldn't just be me lobbying the government. Um, but basically, it was just a letter to the prime minister to say, hey, these are the things that are major issues in our community. Like, you know, we don't get funding. It's so expensive for us to go to the U.S. when, um, you know, Americans have no problem at all. And uh, and of course, that conversation has grown. And, you know, I I now describe um, the experience of a stand up comic as one of a circle of entrapment. So totally in this country. And it's an interesting point. You say that you wanted to form an association that could actually band together and go and do things the legitimate way and go and lobby to the government about this stuff. Because, yeah, because you could have run the risk of just being one, quote unquote, angry comic. Well, here's just another frustrated artist. We're not going to listen. Who cares? And I think for upcoming comics... To watch somebody like you, you've been in this country doing stand-up for a long time. You're respected by fellow comics. Like You've been around. You've been mm-hmm. a headlining comic in this country for a long time. You've been an actor for a long time. And if you're still struggling against the same old ceiling and the same battles, what hope is there for any yeah, not starting out comic? It's like, well, this is what I have to look forward to. Nothing's ever going to change, yeah. you know? So, and I think, and, and we'll get into exactly how that association formed, what led to this documentary, of course, and how much stuff has actually gone on this past year, because yeah. it's been actually a pretty big year for Cask and mm-hmm. for yourself, of course. Uh, so we're going to come back with more of that and get inside this Mayor of Comedy documentary. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Nigel Grinstead Inside here on 640 on Inside Jokes. <laughs> And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio and, of course, coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all with Hakeem Optical. It's that easy. What a plug. That's a great plug. I'm yeah. getting better and better at this. I worked on a new one when you were away. Your eyes can have, have it all and a key optical. Yeah. Right? That's it. That's We yeah. always like the singing ones. We always like yeah. when the guests sing. Uh, that voice you're hearing, if you're just tuning in now, it is, of course, good friend of the show, Sandra Badalini, the quote-unquote mayor of comedy. And, of course, we have Matt Kelly in studio with us. So you guys put together this documentary. Well, Matt approached me. Matt is the filmmaker. So yes. he... He came to uh, a show at the SoCap that was canceled yep. <laughs> and with his wife and was like, hey, uh, well, why don't you say it? Well, uh, I uh, knew a bit about what Sandra was up to. I obviously uh, heard about how Howard Shiver is working for uh, comedians. And uh, I thought it would be a great way to talk about stand-up comedy without making it, you know, just the traditional follow someone about stand-up comedy. I think Sandra was doing this wonderful job of advocating for uh, comedians. I knew about, you know, some of the challenges that they faced and... I asked Andrew if she was up for doing something, and she uh, she said okay. Yeah, and you were like, I remember you're like, you know, if we just get ten minutes up on YouTube, it's fine. Yeah, I and screwed so, up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but thirty comedians later, and what do we had? Seventy five minute doc, eighty doc feature length. Yeah, I think we were only hoping to do something really tight, just to kind of get the word out there. And it ended up being um, once we started interviewing a few comics, more and more started to say yes, and that's all you can ever hope for is that more people would want to tell their story. And and a lot of big figurehead established comedian Canadian comics are in this thing yeah. and they're going, yeah, I'm frustrated, you know, yeah. because Sandra, you were saying before the break. So this whole thing originally started, you wrote this letter to the Trudeau government, which at the time, and we, I remember we were talking about it on this show back then, at the time the Arts Council had released all this funding for the arts and comedy, stand-up comedy specifically was nowhere to be found. Yeah, it never has been in- included. It never has been. So there's this whole 
pie of money and all these pieces of the pie was going to literally everything. And I'm not delegitimizing everything, but like everything was covered yep. in there. It was like interpretive dance, theater, state, everything. Yep. Comedy was nowhere to be found, which is absurd on so many levels yep. for a country that pumps out famous, world famous comedians. It's such a part of our national culture. Yep. It comedy, really is. You know, but for our own government and even our own audiences to not recognize that, it was. I guess it took somebody like you, Sandra, to come along and go, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, the truth is, like, when it, when it comes, like, I think that, again, you know, the, the, it, it, all these things sort of reveal our, either our naivete, our naivete, our innocence, and the lies that we, you know, continue to believe in. So it's like, you know, comedians, like, everyone's like, I can't believe we're not included and blah, blah, blah. But no one knows this story. People yeah. are starting to know it now because people in the government don't pick something up. They're like, oh, who doesn't who aren't we who aren't we supporting they're not they're not waiting around they are literally you know taking requests from uh constituents all the time which is how the petition started it was like the day yeah. we launched the association which was february 2018 we launched the petition with julie de Bruson, who's my mp for toronto danforth and you know and then it just it was amazing it was like it just really that launched the movement um and, you know, and then, you know, in September of last year, it was tabled in the House of Commons to a standing ovation, which was really fit amazing. Uh, and then everything in between. There's so much that's obviously gone on. That was a, that was a huge moment that I think sparked off sort of a chain reaction where people yeah. were paying. What was what was Julie DeBruzen's response to this? Because so many Canadians don't know what's going on, not just in the Canadian comedy industry, but just the people who are here performing. Well, when I sent I just basically sent her the letter. Like I just emailed it to her and I'm like, hey, if you if you see the prime minister, can you give this to him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you know, if you want to take a read, and so she she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, actually, I'd like to sit down and talk with you because I want to learn more. So basically, she was like, look, I understand that stand-up comedy goes on in the country, but I really don't know anything about it. And that was and that was like the first meeting that we had made me realize, oh yeah, no one knows the story. Yeah. So what what have we we've been holding back? We've been complaining amongst ourselves, which is a classic. It's it's a classic response, um, you know, especially in this business, which is like, I don't want to complain because then I'm not going to get booked. Well, guess what? You know what happened? Like we were we 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 kept quiet and played by these rules quote unquote yeah and everything is getting taken away from us and then we saw what happened in february when it literally was like oh my god like we're this something this is so major so it's like everywhere you look uh you know the quotas for canadian content are going down or disappearing so you know when you look at it from that way you're like this is this we are in a crisis of culture majorly and this is huge because America dominates our uh, media landscape like, you know, they just dominate it. They've pushed us to the periphery where we've existed and a meager, you know, sometimes embarrassing, very odd, peculiar industry has sort of risen up. Uh, and yeah. it makes no sense. It really, there is no set rhyme or reason to how business goes on in, in Canada. Um, but here we have it. And for the heads of our industry, for them, it's like, it's no problem because they're like, well, yeah, if these American comics want to come perform here and we can sell out the festivals based on their names instead, well, then sure. Yeah, it's all lazy. We very don't have la to support The industry ourselves. in this country is very lazy. Yeah. Because they they do the same thing by purchasing mostly American content on their networks like, you know, Bell and Rogers. CBC is the only one really making any Canadian content and, you know, no content is being made. And that's actually 
very hugely problematic because the mandates for a net network are to be to create Canadian programming, and that's not happening. In fact, there's a there's a, a real sort of um, you know movement in the media that's quite disingenuous with targeting Netflix and saying, oh, Netflix should create the same amount of Canadian content that, you know, or follow the same content quotas that the rest of the broadcasters in the country do. Um, and But the irony is that the broadcaster's not even following that. Yeah. So how are, why are we using Netflix as this, as this sort of evildoer right now? And yes, I believe they should pay taxes. Do I believe they should, you know, uh, create the same amount of content that broadcasters do? Uh, why are we, like no not until the Canadians do that it's true and there's a few levels to this too of what this whole what started this whole movement a few of the key sort of problems that were happening here we'll get into after the break we'll be back with more mayor of comedy and find out more about this upcoming documentary we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto hey I'm Adam Grow, the cash cap guy and you're listening to inside jokes on 640 And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight we're talking the mayor of comedy. We're actually talking to the mayor of comedy, the newly elected mayor of comedy, Sandra Badalini. And of course, we have director Matt Kelly in studio with us. So you guys did this documentary, Mayor of Comedy, which really documents, Sandra, your whole struggle with forming CASC, the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians. And this whole sort of groundswell movement that's happened this past couple of years where the Canadian comedy industry is banding together and going, where is the support from our government? Where is the funding? Where is the reciprocity of being able to perform in the States? Uh, and of course, Matt, you came along and you guys shot this doc, which what's sort of the what, what is this documentary in a nutshell? We know it's Sandra out there sort of rallying the troops together for CASC and, and forming these town halls and and going to the government and actually lobbying to the government. So what's what side of things does this documentary cover? Well, I think the cool part is you're playing all these great songs from Canadian uh, shows that we yeah. all remember and we recognize, and there's just not a lot of them. And one of the things that no. bugged me the most was I grew up loving stand-up comedy in Canada. Uh, some of the guys that I got to see growing up, like Jeremy Hotz and Mike Wilmot and Russell Peters and John Doerr, a lot of them have to leave the country, yeah. and that bothered me a lot. So when I met Sandra, we both had the same experience. We both you know, believe that our country could create these great, uh, great comics, great talent, and they were leaving and they weren't here and they weren't building an, an industry here. So when you talk about the government, I believe that's a big part of it. But I believe the industry itself was just, it really wasn't what it should be. It hasn't matured uh, maybe as much as the United States, as well as the UK, as well as Australia. Like we don't support our talent here. And Sandra and I agreed. And that's kind of the way we approached it is, can we tell Canadians a bit about our great industry, our, our great talent and yeah. maybe talk about the industry so they understand why these comics have to leave? Because a lot of them do. The, a lot of them do. And I mean, myself over the years, how many of these industry letters have I written for people to, to help them get their visa and move to, to L.A. or New York? And it's always a little bit sad because it's like, well, here goes another one, you yeah. know, because that's just what they have to do. And even, yeah, Matt, like that's a great point. Thinking about these sort of classic Canadian comedy shows that everybody knows about, we get one in a decade, maybe. Yeah, which is like problem. You know, we'll get a Kids in a Hall, and 15 years later, we'll get a Trailer Park Boys. But that's considering the sheer amount of actual comedy talent working in this country. 
there's just no infrastructure for it. Yeah, yeah. We know what we interviewed. I think. Oh, there's you know, infrastructure. It's just it's, not being directed properly. It's not built for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not being directed to to us. Yeah. We interviewed dozens of great comics, and I, for most of them, I look at them and say, "Man, that's a TV show. Like this person could absolutely be the host of a show. Sandra should have been doing at least a show or a movie." Or something like this. I mean, she was so good on camera, so great about talking about her community, and yet there really there's there isn't any support for them. Uh, there really isn't much of a. There's no movie industry. I can't really think that there's something out there that I could say, "Oh my, thank God we have this wonderful movie industry." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And for the TV industry, it's really hard. I mean, CBC does create a lot of great Canadian shows, um, but you know, I don't think that our private broadcasters are really doing what they can. I don't think so either. It's like everything has to be made on a shoestring. Everything has to be very easy to do. I mean, we have the audience here if we if we tap into it. And I, one of the other big things with cask forming, Sandra, was we talked before the break about how, yeah, the government wasn't giving us the funding. We weren't even being... They aren't con- giving us the funding. They aren't giving us the funding. Comedy hasn't even been recognized as an art form in Canada, which in itself is mind-blowing because yeah. that's... Culturally, that's our biggest national export is comedy. We talk about that on this show all the time. But another big thing that you were touching on at the time and that you originally spoke to in your in your letter to the Trudeau government was reciprocity. So and it's interesting. I was saying to Matt before the show today, American comics know about this. We had Tom Segura here on the show last year and he brought this up. He said, you know, it's so weird that I can get a call from a Canadian comedy club because they have a hole to fill. They need a headliner for a weekend. I can drive up to Toronto and go do that weekend. No problem. No questions asked. Go do my time, make my money, and leave again. For a Canadian to go and work in the States as a comic, it's you have to go through thousands of dollars in legal fees. You have to apply for your visa. You have to fight against this whole thing. And you go broke doing it. Yeah. And then it's just a huge question mark at the end of the day as well. It's still a crapshoot, right? Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. And you touched on that as well as like, why can't I as a Canadian, as a working comic who needs to be on club stages and needs to be on the road... Just go and work in that market. And all of these things, like when you look at them, because of course I've spent, you know, two, three years now studying all this stuff. There's real, there's, it's systemic. You know, it's, it's, it's this, the way that things are, have, have like, you can point to specific legislation or things that have happened that why this relationship, you know, with the United States is the way that it is. And how come labor mobility is a problem, is an issue. And, you know, it's a very fascinating one, especially because, like, um, which is in the documentary as well, when um, last year when we hired, when we launched, lobbyists contacted us and said, we really think we can help you because labor mobility is the top priority with the Canadian team in in the new NAFTA negotiations. We're like, great. By the time we went to Ottawa in June, um, we were in a trade war. And one of the first meetings I had, one of the ministers was like, well, if America's applying a tax to you guys, uh, maybe we should apply a tax to them. And was like, <gasps> and then we were made to consider it. And then it shocked everyone. Yeah. But by the time the, the, by the time the trip was over, that it all, that it all disappeared. That all, that was all done. I, I had a follow, follow up call with them when I got back and the guy, you know, that I spoke to was like, oh, well, you know what? We don't want to upset the blonde guy down there, you know? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay. And then when it was all, when the dust settled, I had another follow-up call with them and asked them, where does the labor mobility issue stand? And they said that they didn't bring it up because they didn't want to bring up the cultural exemption issue, which I don't know if you're familiar. So during the negotiations, our culture, Canadian culture wasn't up for negotiation, i.e., you know, the people who create our culture, like the networks. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Trudeau is quoted as saying, you know, we don't, um, we don't want to be, it would be unconscionable for Canadians to have their news told by American networks. Um, and then, so I said, I was like, who are you protecting? 
when the networks are buying American content, what culture are they creating? And they're like, uh, uh. So we are being held hostage here because our government is protecting Bell and Rogers. Yeah, absolutely. The big broadcasters. Absolutely. That's a huge part of it. And culture you touched on. There's something I want to get to a defining point in in what our culture is in Canadian comedy. We'll come back from the break with more Mayor of Comedy right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my... uh, (laughs) Still got my teeth, and... uh, (laughs) My own teeth, and we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Kids in the Hall theme, that always... That always gives me the goosebumps, right? That's always just such a nostalgic thing for anybody who grew up watching Canadian television and anybody who went into comedy. It's, you know, the kids. What would we have done without the kids? And we're, of course, talking mayor of comedy tonight. We have Sandra Badalini in studio with us, director Matt Kelly. So if you're just tuning in now, first off, shame on you because the show is almost over. But this whole documentary is about this whole huge movement that has happened this past couple of years. CASC, the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians, was formed. You went, Sandra, you lobbied to the government. You guys went forward and said, it's ridiculous. We aren't getting the support. We aren't getting the funding. We aren't being recognized. We can't go work in the States. For Canadian comics, there was always such a limited pool of financial gain and resources to begin with since the beginning of time. And bit by bit, even that has been eroded away. Mm -hmm. But it's been interesting to watch even on the sidelines. And of course, you guys have been over the years on this show talking about the formation of this. But it's been interesting to watch the Canadian comedy, the community actually finally band together on something and go, this is, we're going to become extinct. This is ridiculous if we don't stand up for this. Yeah. You know, and even our Canadian comedy culture, I mean, playing, yeah, these theme songs from Canadian comedy shows that we all know, it almost seems impossible now that we'll have another sort of landmark show like a kids in the hall come along and I mean I I don't see I I think it's going to be the reverse of the thing I think our time is coming I think I think once all this stuff turns on because like we we are we're con- continuously lobbying like we were just in Ottawa in May so you know we met with like 11 departments from the Department of Labor to the Department of Heritage to international trade yeah. foreign affairs I mean we're hitting we're hitting up everyone so you know there's already funds that we are eligible for it's just we have to start to turn like once we can turn on those taps and you know um I think it's going to be huge and the fact that you were you know you pulled the whole Mr. Smith goes to Washington thing and like the fact that you actually went there to parliament and you you forced the doors open and and they listened to you. Yeah. That's literally no one has tried to do that before in Canadian comedy and especially not this organized and with this much togetherness. I mean a huge thing that happened this past year without naming too many names but a massive thing that happened that was being covered everywhere was Canadian comics recording albums, recording comedy albums, stand up sketch and getting it played on the airwaves, on satellite radio, and living off of those royalties. For a yeah. lot of working comics in this country, that was literally their only source of regular steady income. That was going to be pulled away. Yeah. So we had comics here in the country going, now I just have to stop doing what I'm supposed to do for a living. Mm-hmm. And you had comics that made the move to New York or made the move to L.A. based solely on the fact that they were counting on those residuals yeah, coming still. in. right? And now they're going, 
I'm stranded here now. What the heck am I supposed to do? This is the only way I'm paying my rent right now as a comedian. So it was interesting to watch. Cask, you held uh, town halls. You got comics from across the country to band together as one voice. And actually, for the moment anyways, reversed this thing. Yep. Which we've never seen in history before. Yeah. Well, when we, you know, I, I basically on the day, you know, when, when all this came out, then it, you know, started like just a process of intel. And like the Friday... Like everything came out Saturday, but the Friday night before we sent a letter and I told my exec, I'm like, I'm more than happy. I'll put my name on this to all the like CEOs and presidents and just said, hey, you know, we hear there's a new channel like JFL's taking over the radio station and, you know, we look forward to it we're, and we're ready to celebrate this with you. But we want you to answer these following questions. Yeah. And they were hard math questions. And so then it was just a process of like talking to them, negotiating with them when, you know, we broadcast the town hall. It was very emotional obviously and you know they came back to us and they were like oh it's pretty emotional and and then they said oh i think you're gonna like what we're working on and i said well but the sentiment from the community is that nothing less than 100 percent is acceptable yeah and that's what they came back to us with yeah and then yeah and it's interesting that this has actually taken root and this has happened one thing you touched on before the break too is is the culture of canadian comedy and i want to for you sandra as your veteran comic you're a working comic for you matt you're obviously you filmed this doc. You are a lover of comedy. You're a supporter of stand-up comedy in this country. Sure. Do you guys think there is sort of one defining characteristic that sets Canadian comedy apart? Like, do you think we have a specific identity to our comedy in this country? Sure. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, you've been playing these great shows and you talked about Kids in the Hall. A lot of us grew up on that type of content. So yeah. we would have been, our first introduction to comedy probably would have been Canadian comedy. And that's unique. I think that's unique to anywhere else in the world where I might have seen Eddie Murphy as my first stand-up special, but the first live show I would have ever seen would have been Mike Wilmot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the first TV show I would have seen where it was Canadian guys making Canadian jokes was definitely Kids in the Hall. I think that helps a lot of people form their sense of humor. And I think Canadians definitely do have a very unique sense of humor that way. Well, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, I remember for me when I first made the move here to Toronto and I was starting out stand-up and radio and all that stuff, you'd go and hit the comedy clubs and you'd see these comics that, yeah, as a Canadian kid, interesting comedy, you would watch these people on TV. You'd see the Mike McDonald's and the Mike Wilmot's and the Ron James's. And then you'd go to the clubs here in Toronto and you'd see these guys and they're just still slogging it out they're still doing the same work and it's like well wait a second i grew up watching these guys on network tv 20 years ago when i was a kid how come they aren't living larger than lightly you know i i wasn't because we're because of america we we have this idea of what fame and celebrity is and 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 then we're like oh this doesn't make sense yeah because the dream whatever that dream is that they you know that they've created doesn't play out here yeah. Also, Sandra talks about it. There's nowhere else for them to go. So they can go ahead and do a major showcase or a major festival or even do some TV appearances. But there's no next step. And Sandra talked about it. And that's the whole basis of the doc is they hit the ceiling really quickly. Yeah, that's true. And then the rest of the year, it's really just those road gigs in small town Canada and just literally just trying to pay your bills the rest of the time. Right. And you can't cross the border. And you can't, and yeah, you and can't that's, cross that's the border. Just sick. Yeah. It's like you have a small amount of things here. The big things only happen once or twice a year, and the rest of the time it's just feast or famine, and that's it. And it's yeah. always been sad to watch talents of that level to have to go through the same pace. And it's like, man, more people should know who these people are, yeah. and more should be coming their way. I'm not saying nobody, I think, gets into comedy, especially in this country, to be rich and famous. That would be pretty naive. But, but it would be pretty nice. It would be pretty nice, and also something more in that direction. Like, for, for people of that caliber of talent and who've g- given so much of themselves to this industry shouldn't have to struggle on that level anymore yep. you know 
Uh, we'll come back with something less somber. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Amish Patel, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. A thousand sharpened elbows in the underground. That hollow, hurried sound. Feet on polished floor. And in the dollar store, the clerk is closing up. And counting loonies, trying not to say. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here, Canada, on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I don't hate Winnipeg. That's just another good Canadian theme song, of course, from Less Than Kind, the late, great Maury Chaikin. Uh, We've been talking about the mayor of comedy tonight. So it's a new documentary. Matt Kelly, director in studio. Sandra Badalini, the focus of this documentary. You are the figurehead of CASC, the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians. And a working comic yourself. Yeah. Who just finally had had enough of these walls that are up for no reason. So we've talked talked about some of some of the changes that have happened or some of the bigger moments for Cask this past year, especially. For you, how does it feel now, Sandra, as a working comic? Do you feel like there's a change happening? Do you feel like the wheels are finally turning? Do you feel like there's a traction happening here? Yeah, absolutely. Outside of the community, outside of the uh Community, the comedy industry, I'm inspired. Inside is uh, depressing and toxic. Inside the industry. Yeah. But I... It- Not all... Look, I mean, inside of our stand-up community, like... Yeah. I mean, the art is amazing. It's just that there's a lot of... You know, it's like the the... The dirt, the toxicity has been like in a barrel and it's been piling up for decades. Yeah. So it's like cleaning things out is, is dirty and uncomfortable. Um, but no, I do feel like things are you know changing there's not like not it's not like we've seen anything concrete like formal announcements like this is what's changing um but i think we're seeing a little more canadian like some more comedies being made um we've got tall boys you know baroness von sketch yeah um you know even even like on you know netflix netflix has taken on working moms and uh so it it feels like there's a little bit more of this kind of, you know, content being generated. Um, yeah, I do. I feel so inspired. It's like there's, but I, but it's inside of the industry that still has this old way, this, uh, the swamp needs to be drained. Yeah. That, that's a but quote in our docu- That's yeah. a quote in our documentary from, oh, you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. But it's true. Well, I, there was a great quote from, it is true, yeah. from K Trevor Wilson and he was on the show a little while ago and I, I brought this up with him. You know, you talk to some of the comics in the documentary about why they're so passionate about this and how much this is going to affect their life and their career. And Kate Trevor Wilson had a great quote. He said, I just want to stay home and do what I do. And that's it. It's that simple. I just want to be able to live at home and do what I love. And why shouldn't I be able to? Yeah. I mean, what what was what's the driving force for you now, Sandra? You've been at this a long time, way before Cask and the ups and downs of not getting certain festivals or fighting with the clubs and this industry sort of stalemate and these limited things. What still keeps you passionate now? Like what's, cause uh, you probably could have packed up shop and moved to LA a decade ago if you had yeah. felt like it, but you obviously there's something you are passionate about the comedy in this country. Something's keeping you here and fighting. Well, you know, I, it's, it's been the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Like I, you know, it, it, it can, it really um, can be very, very stressful 
and I'm just trying to manage that stress. But what's really my, what I'm looking at my focus to be, um, you know, moving forward is the export strategy. So um, when we were in Ottawa in May and we had our big meeting with uh, heritage and foreign affairs, international trade, you know, my pitch to them was like, you know, we believe that we are in line with the minister's new directive, which is looking for new ways to export Canadian culture and identity. And we feel that there's no greater way than through stand-up comedy and no cheaper way. And they were like, oh, yeah. Because I was like, let's forget the United States. Yeah, it's it's complicated. It's too difficult to go in there. Let's focus instead on, you know, getting comedians outside of the country and touring the world. And when you start to see that, then people are going to be like, oh, well, what's, uh, you know, what's so-and-so doing in Sweden? You know, it, it, our focus is at Cask is about widening the opportunities. And um, and that's the kind of thing that I want to start to see uh, really start to happen. Once the election is called, then we can get back and, um, you know, uh, really get into that business. Because after that meeting, one of the people from international trade was like, oh, my God, we have 160 embassies across around the world. Um, you know, we, we really want to, we'd really love to do something. Yeah. And I think you have tapped into something that should have happened a long time ago. And finally, some comedians aren't easy to wrangle together and, and have a united front on something, but oh, finally Jesus. somebody's been able to do it, which in itself is a huge achievement. That's not the easiest thing. Uh, we're going to come back with more mayor of comedy right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tired of ordinary television? Don't touch that dial. SCTV is now on the air. Starring John Candy. Joe Flaherty. And welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Another Canadian classic, SCTV. These are great. Who found these? Right. That was all me. Oh, good this work. This is all stuff you're I grew up. Awesome. Right? That's an institution in itself, SCTV. That's, you know, oh, my God. That's what I grew up on. Right? Another icon maker. Oh, Jesus. And that's the thing. You know, you look back at this stuff throughout the decades in Canadian comedy. It's like, oh, I hope that sort of moment happens again. That's always it's going to happen. Sure, I think it's here. going to, yeah. and of course, Cask is a big is a big part of this. So, of and course- I want, yeah, and Cask, and also Matt Kelly. Like, I just, I don't want to, uh, you know, I I can't overstate like his involvement in telling this story and even keeping me motivated and positive has been like amazing. Is that true? I'm telling you the truth. Well, and so, you know that you're always so he's he's mostly always positive. Like I I've I think I'm positive too. But sometimes like well, we had a meeting last week and he's like everything's positive, everything's good. I'm like yeah, it's all great, it's all great. But but really, it's the truth. It's like having this story actually documented and now we can tell this story. That's on another level of you know of advocacy and telling the world, hey, this is what it's like in in Canada. And I, I think it's a really interesting story. And I think, and I was saying this to Matt before the show as well, that I think the mayor of comedy, it's not, it's not only a good sort of calling card to just let audiences know, here's what's happening in our industry and here's the fight that's going on. But it's also just a good calling card for, look, here's the talent in this country. Yeah. Here's a lot of comics that you should know their names, but you don't. You might have seen this person on CTV once. You might have heard this person on CBC Radio once. But you don't know who these people are, and quite frankly, you should. And we'd like to offer the both of you uh, 
comp tickets to that evening. Yes, so mayor of comedy. Did Matt already do that? We have some, uh, so of course, Sandra Badalini and and a whole cast of just fantastic Canadian comedians are in this documentary, The Mayor of Comedy, that, that Matt Kelly has directed. So we have some screenings coming up. Yeah, so we're going to be in, uh, if you're, I know most of the people here are going to be listening in Toronto, but we're going to be in Ottawa November 1st for the Ottawa Canadian Film Festival. We're in Hamilton for the Hamilton Film Festival November 4th. And uh, we're going to do our Toronto cast and crew premiere November 14th at the Fox Theatre. I think that's 9 p.m. Uh, so go to mayorofcomedy.com and get that information. We want to offer a pair of tickets to uh, uh, maybe one of your listeners. We'll choose one randomly. If you go, our Twitter handle is comedy underscore mayor. I think you guys are at... Inside Joke 640. Yes. So yep. whoever puts that in there, put those two things and say, I want to come to the Mayor of uh, Comedy screening in Toronto and we'll make it happen. We'll choose one person. Fantastic. Do it. Watch this fight that's been going on and just find out about some really, really talented, homegrown Canadian comics. Go. It's Fox Theatre. It's a beautiful neighborhood venue here in Toronto. Go. Watch the film. Maybe you'll get a chance to talk to Sandra, but don't swarm her, please. And just see what's been going on because it's been an interesting couple of years and this is really just the beginning. I think this is really just. I just realized I might have to buy a new outfit, but that's really crazy. Are you going <laughs> to get a new outfit? To do. No, I don't get there your you favorite go. thing to do. So <laughs> check out Mayor of Comedy. Go to mayorofcomedy.com. Thank you so much, Sandra and Matt, for joining Thank us you tonight. Thank you all us. so much, guys. And it's of really course, great. you can catch us here on 640 Toronto every Sunday night. And of course, find us online, Global News Radio Online, and stream all of our past episodes, season four and beyond. We'll be back next week. And don't forget to check out mayorofcomedy.com for those upcoming screenings and catch the next Asian Comedy All Stars, October 20th. 3rd at Toronto's famous Reveille, doors at 8 p.m. And of course, you can get tickets at Asian Comedy All Stars at eventbrite.com. Use the promo code EB25 for 25% off. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week featuring the mayor of comedy, a Canadian stand up story. Sandra's one of the funniest comedians in the country. So effortlessly funny and so immediately likable. I'm a headlining comic. I've won two Canadian Comedy Awards, and I did Just for Last in Montreal. And that's it. That's the ceiling. It's low in Canada. We give so little love to our performers. There is next to no industry. Television has dropped the ball. We have no funding. It makes no sense to me because comedy is one of this country's greatest legacies. Canada has been taking advantage of the United States. We gotta pay five, $10,000 to work in their country. They pay from here. You, America. For some reason, there's a fight of saying that stand-up is art. We're not considered artists. Excuse me? It's a craft like any other. I don't know, are dick jokes art? Depends on the dick, I've always said that. Do you see what 